Welcome to Chinese Work Ethic. I'm Sunny Fong, and here in this podcast, we're going to talk about all things Chinese, Cantonese, Dirty Knees. Look at these. This is the first podcast, hopefully the first of many,、um, and I want to talk about some firsts、uh, for this episode. Standing here, actually, in front of my window in my living room, looking at the TV. Well, not my TV. It's my window. It's what my friends call my TV because I don't have one. And I'm watching this tree rock back and forth. It looks like it's going to hit my house.、Um, in Toronto today, there's a、uh, 120-kilometer winds happening. For the、uh, Americans out there, I don't know how to convert that. So get yourself on metric. But about the first, I thought I'd talk about coming out. The first time I ever came out, and for different people, it means different things.、Um, coming out could mean the first time you ever wrote about it in your journal or your blog. It could mean the first time you've ever told a friend.、It、could mean the first time you've ever acknowledged it to yourself. I think for me, it was the first time I ever came out to my parents. And when I say come out, I mean coming out as gay.、Um, And it really wasn't my choice; it was their choice.、Um, I was at home, and my mother came down the stairs, and she had this weird look on her face. And I said, "Mom, you have something to say." I knew she was going to ask me something.、And、she just came right out and said it: "Are you gay?" And I said, "Yeah." I was living at home at the time. It was early 2000s. I was in my early 20s. Just got my first full-time job. Was going to college, full-time, and knew I'd be moving out at some point. After my mother asked me if I was gay, and I responded with yes, I didn't say much after that. I put on my little platform shoes, you know, the ones that Sporty Spice or、um, Scary Spice used to wear. Went to my little breaks party downtown and drank my face off, and it was never mentioned after that until maybe I would say a month later. And my mom asked me. She said, "You remember when I asked you that question?" And I said, "Yeah." She goes, "How about we just don't tell your father?" And I said, "Why not?" She said, "Well, this is all in Chinese. Well, I don't think he would." I don't think it would go over so well with him, and I don't think he would react in a, you know, in a positive way. And I said, "Okay, that's pretty sad, and that actually makes me feel pretty down." But you know, I, I understand, and honestly, I didn't want to get kicked out of the house at the time. So we didn't speak of it for maybe about a year. I would say, I ended up applying for a job、um, when I graduated. Well, I didn't really graduate, but Uh, when I left college, our art school dropout. What? I found a real job full time and had a salary and was looking to move out. And、uh, but I was having all this anxiety and almost to the point where I was sort of hearing voices and just feeling crazy all the time. And I knew it was because 
I had come out to my mother and I needed to just tell this piece of information about myself to my father at some point I knew was coming and I kept forcing myself to do it but I just kept checking out and so to force myself to actually do it I set a date it was going to be a Friday and uh, on the Thursday I went on one of my message boards this is before Facebook and I posted you know a, a thread about coming out and I was going to do it and I knew that if I put it online and I had you know 50 or 60 of my friends see this I wouldn't be able to back out it would just be shameful and I'd feel like a coward so I posted that and I got all these messages of support on the Friday you know I came home from work and I was sitting down to dinner with my mother and father and my hands were shaking and I knew that you know I was going to do this and I stalled it for as long as I could I kept thinking in my mind no I can't do it now I have rice in my mouth I'm thirsty it's not going to come out right I have to go to the bathroom all this stuff I got seconds just to stall it even more and then I put my chopsticks down and I looked at my mother and my mother saw that I had something to say and she started to shake her head and I said mom you know I have to do this and I said dad I have something to tell you and my dad doesn't respond ever he doesn't actually ever say anything if you get a word out of him it'd be amazing but he just stared at me for about two seconds and looked down on his plate and I thought oh here we go this is he, he didn't talk to me before he's never going to talk to me again and I said dad I just wanted to tell you this has been something that's been bothering me for a long time and I said I don't like girls I like boys and I think you know this he looked at me and then looked back down and don't think he ever looked at me again for another year but um, it was a really long silence I could sort of hear my mother's food digesting I could hear my hands shaking and um, I just started to get really sad and I could see my dad's face getting really red. And he said to me, he finally spoke, Okay, that's interesting. We always knew. We always knew you would say something like this to us and try to hurt us. And I thought, well, I'm not trying to hurt you. I feel like this is more hurtful to me. But honestly, I didn't say anything. I just sat with my head down. And my father actually spoke more than he's ever spoken before. He said, this is such an insult to the family. I can't believe you have the audacity to say it to my face. We always knew you were strange. And we always knew you were different. But I just didn't think that you would ever have the courage to say it to my face. And now that you said it to my face, I don't know what to do. And he got up from the table and stormed out and went to the basement. I could hear him sort of throwing things around and puttering and like he always does, opening the fridge down there and some newspapers rustling. And I just sat and I burst into tears and my mom just looked at me, sort of like how moms look at you when you scrape your knee. But this was certainly just not a big scrape. It was probably more like, oh my God, this is the end. I would probably never see them again. My dad came back upstairs abruptly and 
stood in the kitchen and I was still sitting there with my head down crying and my mom was just staring at me and I, I looked up at my father and he was crying. He, he, his face was red, he had tears coming down his face. I'd just never seen my father cry like that. Um, and he just unleashed it. He, he yelled at me, he called me a whole bunch of names and said I wasn't part of the family anymore, that I was worthless, and that I, I, he knew that I would disappoint him one day, and this was the, just the end of it, and I, I didn't know what to do, and I thought I was actually going to take this quite well, I, th- I expected my father not to react well, um, and I thought I was going to just, you know, stand my ground and be defensive, and I didn't, I, I, I lost it, I, I got up, and I stood before him and I, I begged him for his forgiveness and he wouldn't and I got down on my knees and I pleaded with him I, I, I remember saying this isn't to hurt the family this is who I am and this is what I need to be and what I need to tell you and I I don't accept this from you and I, I'm begging for your forgiveness and he just wouldn't he stormed off again and went upstairs to his bedroom I'm not sure what to do um, probably to I don't know look at his mail or something or sit on the bed and cry. But my mother um, held me um, with her hands. Um, My family doesn't hug. We're not huggy people, and she really doesn't know how to hug, so she just sort of had a grip on my arms with her hands, and it was just awkward and weird, kind of like the Lion King, you know, holding up the the baby over the cliff. And I just didn't know what to do, and I said, Mom, am I out of the family? And she said... I don't know, I don't think so. And I said, well, isn't it your choice? And she said, well, not really, it's it's our choice. And I said, well, I think it sounds like you're siding with Dad. And she didn't say anything, so I just, just had to leave. So I, I ran to the closet, got my coat, and left, and really didn't know where to go. I wandered around for a bit, actually. I wandered around Scarborough, um, just thinking and, processing what just happened I eventually did return home and My mother barely spoke to me. My father didn't say a word to me for maybe six months. And I, in general, stayed out of their way for the most part. And eventually, I ended up getting my dream job. I was finished school. I got my own place and had shelter, pretty much. And that was a huge weight off my shoulders. I could be me. I could live my own life, you know, in my 20s. And just, you know, if I didn't have a relationship with my parents, I guess it didn't matter at that time. But eventually I did feel like this was fucked up. This is bullshit. There was no way I was going to let my family members ostracize me. The two people that are the most important to me, I don't have any siblings. So I did force myself back into their house. I I would force myself to dinner and we'd sit in silence and eat. And it, it was very awkward. But, you know, my dad still never said a word to me and never really looked me in the eye. But... At least it was something. I knew he was processing it and it would take time. And eventually he did come around and, you know, we'd have more regular dinners and he'd come to my house and things were better. And my mom started to smile again. 
But I thought everything was hunky-dory, except for the fact that every time I went to these dinners with them, you know, in Chinese culture, we have the superstition of if you don't finish all your rice, you're destined to have an unattractive partner. And my dad made that joke one time, and, and it, it, it angered me so much. He said, oh, you're not going to finish your rice, you're going to uh, have an ugly wife. And I just looked at him and I said, wife? You mean husband? And he just looked at me and then looked down and looked away and, you know, sat in silence. And I, and I, I said to him, you know, I already came out to you. It, it was so painful and you were so miserable for almost a year. Do you want to go through this again? Because I'm happy to do it. And my mom just like sat there all silent again. And, you know, we went on with our dinner. And I realized that I just had to keep coming out to them over and over. Chinese parents are so strange. They, they remember everything. They will hold anything over your head for, for life. They'll remember the first time you ever lied to them. They'll remember the time that you spilt juice all over the table. They'll remember a crumb that you left on the couch. And I was just not having any of it, but I couldn't help it. I had, I had to come out again when my partner um, eventually ended up meeting them by accident. We were in Hong Kong at the same time as my parents, and I had given them the building number, but never really gave them a unit number. Didn't think they would come see me anyways. It was the morning, and my partner and I, honestly, we had just had sex. And I'm lying on the bed naked on my phone, my partner's puttering around in, in his little shorts, and there was a knock at the door, and I hear Chris say, um... Your parents are here. And I just laughed. It's very funny. I thought it was maybe the security or something like that. And I said, who is it? He said, no, really, your parents are here. He ran into the room, put on some clothes. I heard my mom and dad come in and I heard plastic bags rustling. And I thought, oh, God, my mom and dad are here. And we sat there awkwardly. Chris immediately went to the patio and started to like clean up and then he started to take the cigarette butts and hide them and all that stuff and my mom and dad really didn't care they were so comfortable with the situation I, and I know them so well I, I can read their faces my partner was completely humiliated but because it was the first time he had never met them but uh, it was the first time my parents really accepted my situation and who I was. I really thought I had to come out to them again and say, look, this is my partner and I'm gay and I have, you know, a male partner. But really they were just concerned with what I was going to eat for lunch and if it was hot in the room and, you know, how everything was going. It was just kind of lovely. They just only stayed for 10 minutes and left. And of course, my father said nothing. He stood there, looked around, and my mom always does all the talking. But it dawned on me shortly after that that the coming out process was hard enough for me. I never realized how hard it really was for my father. And I realized that he needed to go through the coming out process as well. He needed to eventually come out to me as a good father, as a loving father, as a father that would accept his son no matter what happens. 
And I think I'm still waiting for that day. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day when my dad actually comes out to me as an accepting father. And I remember all the anxiety and all the depression I felt leading up to that point and how much I wanted them to understand what I was going through and how much I wanted them to love me for who I was. And so now that we're older and things are still not resolved, I'm waiting for the day when my father will come out to me and tell me that he loves me and tell me that he accepts me. And I'm willing to wait for that because I think it'll take some patience and time. And like I said, we're not the most emotional or affectionate family. So when he does decide to come out to me, I'm going to try to accept him. I'll really, really try. Thank you.